Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Lovesame, Mike Smith, a game saver, and he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game. My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score. Leon Dreisaitl right circle. No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action. This is NHL overtime. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. That is an old school cheating classic that uh, Brendan Escott rolled with to start today's show. Brian Adams from back in 1984. That, of course, being the first year that the Edmonton Oilers won the Stanley Cup. And run to you, which, uh, by the way, I don't know if people know this, was a song that was actually not written for Brian Adams. It was written for Blue Oyster Cult, who are best known for this. There you have it. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. You know, Brendan, it's funny. I've always felt that song needed more cowbell. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's a Saturday Night Live skit. I don't get it. But uh, anyhow, uh, so run to you. And, uh, well, what a last uh, wild 10 days, the ongoing saga that is the NHL Hub Cities. We have a jam-packed show coming up for you today at uh, 1235. Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Will he be broadcasting games in Edmonton? Uh 
by, say, August the 1st. At 105 today from Sportsnet, for our friends at uh, Canadian Power Pack, uh, Alberta's uh, leader in a whole bunch of different things. And, uh, Brendan, where did the where did the liner go for that? Because uh, there it is. Uh, Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. And I just, at this time, wanted to pass along some condolences to uh, Lana Kinsey and her family on the passing of her father here over the last uh, few days. But uh, Canadian Power Pack, great company, Alberta-based, Alberta-owned and operated. And we've got Brian Burke at 105 today. Uh, at one. 35, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. And at 145, uh, there, there's an NHL uh, conference call, NHLPA conference call taking place as we speak. We'll talk to the Dallas Stars, former Edmonton Oiler Andrew Cogliano as well. And, of course, the big story out there, Hub City. And, uh, again, crazy, right? Two weeks ago, basically a week ago Tuesday, it looked like it was going to be Vegas and Vancouver. Then there was a snag in Vancouver's uh, proposal. Uh, The uh, Vancouver group basically withdrew based upon some perspectives on how to handle situations uh, pertaining to positive tests. Of course, it's interesting because BC's gone heavily into contact tracing, but has not heavily tested. but uh, so they withdrew, and then speaking of tests, I mean it just skyrocketed out of Vegas over the course of the last week. The Tizzler down in Vegas telling me now four thousand positive cases in the last uh, seven days in Las Vegas. To put things in perspective, Edmonton's had a thousand and twenty-eight positive cases in about fifteen weeks. Uh, they did have more in June. That's given as things opened up in the province here but had a 0.8% positivity rate for the tests. Uh, Alberta did over 60,000 tests in the uh, month of June just in Edmonton alone. So uh, the big story, obviously, is right now, and it still needs, it's important we do this, it still needs, everything needs to be signed off on. First, we need to basically get a return-to-play protocol from the National Hockey League that would include Phase 4. Then the players and the Board of Governors would need to vote on it. Um, But earlier today, Bob McKenzie from TSN, and he's rarely wrong, said with Edmonton and Toronto being chosen as the two NHL hub cities, the question most often asked now, this is a tweet from Bob McKenzie, which of the two will play host to the Stanley Cup Final as well as the Conference Finals? That answer, says McKenzie, apparently is Edmonton. So uh, we'll see, you know. If that does indeed come to fruition, and again, uh, experience, there's a reason why they call him the Bob Father, and it's because he's rarely wrong. So we'll, we'll see if that ultimately does come into play. Lots needs to happen. And this is going to be the biggest issue moving forward. NHL training camps going back into U.S. hotbed cities. And uh, I think we all know that uh, the United States... And I don't like, here's the thing, I don't like crapping on our neighbors to the south. A lot of us realize that we've lived uh, basically with a personal freedom because we've had a big brother that, as Canadians, has ensured that nobody internationally has taken advantage of us. Some of you would believe, well, there's no way the Russians would have just come into Canada if the United States uh, wasn't there. We would have been fine. And others would say, you know what? 
during the era of the Cold War, if there wasn't a United States, number one, we wouldn't have a Cold War. Number two, what would have stopped uh, Canada being exploited by another country? That's a whole other discussion for another time. But I, I'm not one to sit there and just drill at the U.S. all the time. we got enough people that do that out there. But it hasn't gone well on the COVID front. You've got 31 states with increased numbers with COVID-19. You've got places like Dallas and Houston in Texas that are concerns. Orlando and Tampa Bay in Florida that are concerns. There's NHL teams in some of those cities. Um, and players need to come back. In a, you know, they're, they got to go into those markets. Then they start skating, just like they're skating in Edmonton today down at Rogers Place. Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, joined the Oilers today coming in from B.C. to uh, skate with his teammates. But will there be a dramatic increase of players testing positive just in their training camps? And that, for me right now, is the biggest concern. I mean, it it appears as though Edmonton and Toronto are going to get a hub city. Will the teams get here unscathed so they can get in the position? of, uh, you know, having a, a brief four- or five-day period in, in Edmonton before we start playing into the round of 24 playoffs. And then that also very interesting structure of the top four teams playing for seeding as well. So at this stage of the game, the National Hockey League, they need the players to stay safe in those respective training camps that are taking place in their cities. That is a major, major concern. And that is going to take some discipline from the players as well. When you're young, like you are, Brendan, you're in your mid-20s, you know what? You think that uh, you're invincible. And uh, we're going to see a a very interesting thing occur here over the next, wherever we go. There's going to be discussion and debate about the wearing of masks and how far that goes. And I, I don't know if you can even relate to it, Brendan, but there was a time where you didn't have to drive with seatbelts. Think about that for a second. And then there was a law put in in each of the respective provinces. And I'm wondering whether or not we're headed down an inevitable path, even here in the province of Alberta, with relatively speaking low case rates. Will in every situation where you are indoors, until we get a vaccine, will you be required to wear a mask? What do you think, Brendan? Would you wear a mask indoors? I would wear it. Do I? Yes. When I'm in a shopping center, uh, I don't wear one in my car. I don't wear yeah. one at home. I live alone. You know, I can yeah. think past that. But but yeah, I mean, of all the things, like, it, that is such a microcosm of a thing that's being asked of you to do in order to keep everybody safe. And now you've got a pretty good example of what happens when you don't adhere to that. So, you know, I'd like to believe it doesn't have to be mandatory. Uh, but if people are going to try and brush it off or politicize it as they have been, then Maybe it does need to be mandatory. Bottom line is we've worked real hard to this point to be able to have a good case, to be a hub city. Let's continue down that path. Let's not blow it. Yeah, and there is an argument to be made that, you know what, we've gotten to this point without having a mandatory mask rule. It wouldn't surprise me right now if the municipal government's having that conversation. Uh, But, and I'm not going to take credit for it, Uh, Keith Oberman, who's a prominent U.S. uh, sports television personality for years and years, he would definitely be considered center-left, but he said uh, that one of the mistakes that they made in some of the the Sunbelt markets or in the southern states is they should have had the coaches of, like, Nick Saban at Alabama and Kirby Smart at Georgia uh basically do PSAs, public service announcements, 
saying, look, if, if you want to see college football in the fall, if we want to beat this thing, if we get our, if we need to get our numbers down, people got to get wearing masks. And so that said, the caseload in the U.S. is way, way, way uh, worse than it is in Canada. And again, I, for those of you that are going to say, Bob, uh, there are some people that can't wear masks due to health concerns. That is a legitimate perspective to have. So, you know, for some people that have got some health challenges that would be prohibitive to wear a mask, I totally get that and appreciate that. I'm not 100%, like, to me, there's a little bit of latitude on this one. And certainly, once you get outside and you're not indoors, uh, I don't necessarily think it's required. Uh, I do think if you're going to go protest with 15,000 other people, I'd like to see all 15,000 of those people that if you're standing within uh, six inches of one another, that you're you're wearing masks in that uh, situation. So the genesis of why we're discussing this is because it appears as though, and maybe we're on the two-yard line or the one-yard line right now, but it appears as though Edmonton is going to be a hub city. And Bob McKenzie is saying not only is Edmonton going to be a hub city, but Edmonton theoretically would be the host for the conference finals and for the Stanley Cup final which is going to open up a whole other conversation, Brad. I've, I've probably had, since Bob McKenzie's tweet this morning, 15 separate texts from uh, friends of mine that are season ticket holders, a couple guys that are sweet holders, and they're saying, "How? Like, I'll sign, a, I'll sign a waiver to go in the building. And I, obviously that's a whole other uh, conversation uh, to have. I know there's been a lot of people pushing the mask. We've had Darcy McLeod on, uh, Wood Guy, I know Jason Greger's uh, – big on the mass as well and i do think there's a little bit of latitude that needs to be given an understanding that needs to be given for people that simply can't wear them uh but i i wonder if we're headed down a point at some point maybe people just look at it uh, at the caseload in edmonton and say not significant enough to go down this path and a lot of people would say i'll just trust what dr dina hinshaw tells me to do and you know what the way it's gone right now with the province that's probably not a bad thing because uh Say what you want, regardless if you're left politically, right politically. Alberta's being part of the reason why Edmonton's even in the mix. The major reason why Edmonton is in the mix as a hub city has, in large part, have to do with how uh, the city of Edmonton and the province of Alberta have handled to this date COVID. It is a major part. Another significant part, and I had texters point this out to me as well directly, and you can text us anytime on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. I had uh, individuals say to me, oh, yeah, you know, hey man, let's make her happen. Let's get her going. You know, we're good here. We're good, but you know what? Uh, the city the city deserves credit. People in the city deserve credit. But it's not just COVID that Edmonton's in the mix. They have a brand-new facility that people fought for. There's a new hotel that's tied into the new facility that people fought uh, for. People in the Oilers Entertainment Group, you know what? They positioned it. They were creative. They stayed on it. They sold it. Many of you would respect that out there because many of you work hard for what you've gotten out of life. And you don't just sit there and put your tail between your legs and quit when the going gets tough. You know, we've had a sports organization in the city of Edmonton do that and throw their fourth and fifth year students completely under the bus 
in a couple sports as a result of that. Um, conversely, you know, you got to keep the dream alive, just like the hope is the CFL can keep the dream alive as well. So uh, the Alberta Health Services, the citizens of Edmonton, frankly, Daryl Cates, some of you don't like hearing that, but we have a brand-new arena. That plays a factor in Edmonton being a potential ideal location for a hub city. And the Oilers Entertainment Group, the province for working together to help sell it. They've all been factors in why right now it appears as though Edmonton's in a pretty good position. Still some things that need to be ratified. Board of Governors need to ratify it. The players will need to ratify it. And it could tie into Olympic extension uh, or an Olympic start or restart for 2022-2026. Tied into a CBA extension. Good opportunity to be very progressive moving forward. Again, today's guests, Louis DeBrus, Brian Burke, David Staples, and Andrew Cogliano of the Dallas Stars. Again, you can reach us at any time in the River Cree Resort and Casino at 780-496-0063. River Cree, back up and at it with over 1,350 slot machines. A note, table games aren't quite ready to open yet. That, again, will be a provincial decision. Remember, the main casino floor is now 100% smoke-free River Creek uh, Casino. Excitement. Bet on. All right, let's get into it now. Into the orders now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. I know uh, David Staples wrote about this on the Cult of Hockey website. Anytime you get uh, the agent for the biggest star of the game saying Edmonton makes a lot of sense, Here's Jeff Jackson from Wasserman on Edmonton's case to be a hub city. It seems like, to me, it seems like a no-brainer to be having these hub cities in jurisdictions that don't have the issues. Um, And Alberta and Edmonton in particular are well suited for that. Uh, I know know Bob Nicholson and the entire Oilers organization the uh, you know the Alberta government everybody's been very proactive and put together a really good plan and to me from a player health and safety perspective um, which at the end of the day is, is the most important thing that we're looking at here we don't we, we don't want these guys coming back to play and then having it all fall apart so why not go to a jurisdiction or a city like Edmonton where, you know, it's well-suited and COVID is not really an issue like it is in the U.S.? All right. Well, that is Jeff Jackson, who in back-to-back years had the number one player overall in the NHL draft. He's got Aaron Eckblad. He's got Connor McDavid. Uh, to some texts on the Ashley Fine Floor text line. Bob, does the ability to make good ice in the middle of summer come into play for Edmonton as well? Well, my guess is Andrew Cogliano is going to tell you that at 145. Absolutely, that was a factor. He might have even brought it up. I'm not sure on the NHLPA discussions. Uh, Bob, pandering to the right, question mark, please name one medical condition where a mask can't be worn. It's a BS argument from Dustin. Um, well, Dustin, if you've got kids with challenges, I, I don't know if you do or you don't, but there is a specific group of challenges, kids with challenges, uh, that fall into a certain spectrum, and some of those children are very nervous about wearing masks. So take it for what it's worth. I mean, you asked me to name one, I just did. This text comes in, who cares about hockey in August? Come on. You know, when I get a text like that, I wonder whether or not you're listening to the right show. Um uh, 
Dave has texted the show to say, Dr. Hinshaw and Premier Kenny have already been strongly recommending that you wear a mask indoors if you can't stay two meters apart. That's good enough for me. That one comes to us from Dave. Uh, Nathan says, Bob, thinking that a mask will prevent a virus from invading your lungs is like thinking your underwear will stop a fart. Enough is enough with all of this. Some might disagree on the first part, not necessarily the second part. All right, let's get into NHL today for elite promotional marketing more than just sportswear, elite promotional marketing, building tailored branded programs for your uh, team or business where your order is done on time every time, elite promotional marketing. I saw Drew Shamhorn on Tuesday, lost like 50 pounds. He looks great. Here's Brendan Escott. I have not lost 50 pounds. Uh, you don't good, have to. You're <laughs> in great shape, man. Uh, just you. remember, you're 25. We all look pretty decent when we were 25. It'll catch up, that's right. Uh, well, let's it's uh, multiple reports. This is not concrete. I know I've got the same push no- notifications that everybody else is saying that this is a done deal. Edmonton is a hub city. Until I hear that from the league, I'm, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. I would suggest you do the same. But it sounds like Edmonton and Toronto will be named the hub cities. That's according to the Bob father, Bob McKenzie. Um, but basically, they're still waiting on all details of the new CBA to be ratified before any announcements are made. That is important, as you mentioned, Bob, because that. That new CBA includes the NHL's Olympic participation in all likelihood. Um, former Edmonton Oil Kings D-man Dyson Mayo signed a one-year two-way deal with the Arizona Coyotes. He's actually spent the last three seasons with the uh, Tucson Roadrunners after going to Arizona in the fifth round of the 2014 draft. Hurricanes VP of Hockey Ops Rick Dudley will not return to the team when his contract expires now. He's 71 years old, has served as a GM for four NHL franchises in his time. This is of interest to us, Bob. Don Waddell, GM there, says they are trying to negotiate an extension with television play-by-play man John Forsland. And we'll end with this. Announced this morning, the Wichita Thunder down in the ECHL. They have uh, agreed to a multi-year partnership expansion, extension, I suppose, to be the uh, affiliate of the Edmonton Oilers. All right, it's 1228 at Edmonton. Louis DeBrusque is coming up next. He'll be our Oilers Now headliner for touchback safety after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.